Welcome to the Falcons Pre-Prep Podcast, the place where we talk to staff and parents and some of the children about life at the school and in the community, and we explore the world of early years learning. In this episode, our second episode for the new channel, we speak to Head of Early Years, Leanne Benida. And what a privilege it is too, because this is an episode for you if you'd like to hear from someone whose life and passion is early years education, forest school and children learning outside. So we're about to find out why an outdoor education is so important for young people and what kinds of activities young children get up to in forest school. You might be surprised at this too. Leanne, introduced by our head, Liz McLaughlin, chats with our host, Clive. So come with us now into the world of forest school and learning outside. It's always good to speak to Liz McLaughlin, who is head at Falcons Pre-Prep. Hello there, Liz. Hello, Clive. How are you? I'm good, Liz. I'm looking forward to this. Now, tell me who we're going to be speaking to today. Why was it important for you that we speak to this particular member of staff? It's my pleasure to introduce Mrs. Benidar, who is our head of early years here at Falcons. And not only is she one of our staff members, but she's one of the most passionate early years experts I've ever met in my career. And my hope today is that she will allow us to have a little insight into her expertise so that we can all learn how to really support all children in their early childhood development. Glowing words indeed. Leanne, hello there. Leanne Benita. <laughs> Hi, Clive. Thanks for having me. You're head of early years at Falcons Pre-Prep, yes? I am, yes. So help us out a little bit with that. When we say early years, which particular age bracket are we talking about? So at Falcons, we've just welcomed our, our two-year-old children. So we go from two years old, and that includes nursery and reception, which is up to the end of five. I see. So tell us why early years is a particular focus at Falcons Pre-Prep. Why is this so important? So we pride ourselves on being an early years school. Our children go up to year two, which is when they're seven. Uh, So we have the children for the majority of their early years right here in our school. And the early years are really the foundations of of any school career that a child starts on. So they join us at two, they learn to share, they learn their social skills, uh, they're learning to communicate. Parents have been have left them for the first time, which is also quite daunting. Uh, so it's a it's a journey for the children and the parents. I see. So if we really help children to get the most out of those early years, we can help them further along in their educational career. That's correct. They really are those building blocks for the for the rest of their school career. I see. Important stuff indeed. Leanne, help us understand a little more about your background. Uh, what brought you into teaching, and what means a lot to you in your teaching career. So I started my career when I was about 20. I found myself in Aspen in Colorado teaching at a ski school and that's really where my love of early years started. Uh, I then went on to do a Montessori diploma and and then I, I moved to England and I did a degree in early years and, and I've never looked back really. It's a very magical time and to be a teacher in the early years is very special. And you mentioned a background in a ski school there. I gather the outdoors in particular means a lot to you. Yes, uh, absolutely. So I grew up in South Africa. And of course, in South Africa, children grew up with no shoes. They were, there's the back door, go and play, and we'll see you at the end of the day. So that was my childhood. And I think I really wanted the same, you know, it was an environment that I wanted to work in. I loved working with children. And I combined the two, my love of the outdoors and my love of working with children. Excellent. And how in particular have you brought your passion for the outdoors into your work as an early years educational specialist? 
So about 10 years ago, I I trained in forest school. Um, it was by accident, actually. The place I was working at previously to Falcons, suddenly this new word was out there called forest school and we'd never heard of it. And I got stuck on a training course. And from there on, I took that that school. We had about 15 schools in the group. We visited all different commons across London, which I coordinated. Um, and that was the start, really. And at that point, I thought... You know, I'm doing it for a school, so why not do it for myself? And that's when I started a forest school uh, outdoor holiday club business with my husband. Uh, and in addition to that, I came to Falcons and I brought that along with me here as well. Now, Leanne, I think you're so right when you say that some of us have heard the term forest school, but maybe we're not completely sure on what it means and what it means for our children. Can you help us understand a little bit more what forest school actually is and what it means? So forest school really, and it came from Scandinavia, which I think everybody knows now. Uh, it's just learning outside through nature. And then, of course, in England, it's adapted itself. And, you know, you, you teach children skills. We add a bit of bushcraft into it. They're learning about nature, the science of nature. And, of course, obviously, that very important, just playing outside encouraging the children to dig in the mud, to pick up worms. I can't tell you how many children start forest school with us, uh, never touching dirt, and it takes them a few months. But by the end of the year, they're all collecting worms and sticking them, trying to stick them in their pockets. We do stop them from doing that, but there's always one that gets away. And just, you know, just enjoy being free in nature. So forest school is more than just running your lessons outside. It's a different way of educating? It is. It's it's a philosophy. It's about, you know, we teach children to take care of the world. We we teach them to look at the small things rather than just playing in a playground. It's it's really about understanding the world that we live in. Now, I've also heard the term outdoor classroom. Can you help me understand a little bit more about that? Is that part of forest school? Is that a different concept? Well, the way I see it is that, you know, in the early years, we, we do spend a very big majority of our time outside the EYFS which is is a framework that all early years providers in England do have to follow so e- and it, EYFS yes the early years foundation stage right. framework so it's a statutory framework that all early years schools uh, would be working from and it states very clearly that children has to have to spend a good part of their day outside now this all sounds like lots of fun. We all love the idea of uh, playing in the woods, playing with mud, playing with worms. But can you help us understand a little bit more about the real benefits for children's education in terms of how that helps them develop? Of course. So, you know, a big part of being outdoors is learning about uh, risk taking. All too often children are stopped from taking risks because parents are worried about what might happen to them. So it's about teaching children that it's it's good to explore and it and it's good to challenge yourself and take risks. But very rarely will a child go further than their limits if they're given the freedom to do that. So, for instance, if if a child is climbing a tree, you know, in forest school, you would never help them climb a tree. You would only encourage them to go a little bit further every time. And so they've they very rarely will hurt themselves because they only go in as far as they their limits take them Um, and then it's amazing to see after a couple of weeks that where they've persevered trying to climb this tree when they finally get up the the excitement and the the pride that you see in them is is really amazing so this really is more than just running lessons outside It's, it's a whole different way of approaching the way that children learn absolutely and you know also health benefits 
of being outside are huge. So mental mental well-being is such a hot topic right now. Childhood obesity. Just it's it's encouraging children to to live a healthy lifestyle and to take care of the world that we live in. Aside from wonderful things like tree climbing, what other sorts of activities do children find themselves doing in a forest school session? Well, just last week, our reception children were um, lighting fires with a flint and steel. Uh, some uh, our nursery children, our, our two-year-old children, were collecting leaves and creating a leaf storm. That's where you throw leaves all over the air and they fall on their faces and see the excitement on their faces. And our three-year-olds, we were creating clay creatures, so using natural resources that they find and their imaginations and coming up with something that they own and that belongs just to them. Now, Leanne, I have to stop you there. You mentioned reception-age children lighting fires <laughs> now some of us are going to have pricked up our ears there and said this this sounds unusual i've never come across this idea tell us more about that reception age children lighting fires what's happening there yes so that again goes back to you know giving the children the the respect that we trust them and so it's not something that you would just do you don't just give them a a match and say go and light a fire it's something that they've worked their way up towards so it's very controlled there's a fire circle that's one and a half meters away from the central fire and in this particular activity they were lighting cotton wool so you use a flint and steel it's a one-to-one with the teacher and they use the flint and steel and they light their cotton wool and are very excited to see the flames (laughs) of course i'm sure they are so us as parents and teachers we have the reassurance of knowing it's a safe setting but for that child that learning experience sounds magical it, it's amazing and um, it really builds trust with the children as well because they, they feel like they're allowed to do something that is dangerous and they understand the dangers but they know that we trust them. How refreshing, this sounds wonderful. Now Leanne, some parents listening to this may hear your description of forest school and this whole philosophy of outdoor learning but they may not have easy access to these sorts of activities, this sort of philosophy possibly within the school that their child currently attends. What would your tips be for parents who'd love to bring a bit of this magic, a bit of this experience into their child's development? I would say, you know, there's a lot of books out there and there's a lot of websites that give you great tips on activities that you can do with children. And also follow the child. If you just take yourselves off as a family to your your local woods, the children will just stop picking up things and inquiring about uh, things that they find. You know, maybe they'll want to climb that tree follow them and 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 I'd say you know one of the greatest things we can do when we're with our children is just to be present uh you know give them that time to explore and and let them know that you're there to to help them every step of the way so not necessarily guiding and instructing them but giving them space to absolutely yes I see now Leanne aside from those forest school sessions that you've described so brilliantly has this sort of philosophy has this sort of way of teaching had any other impact on the rest of the curriculum at Falcons Pre-Prep? Has it influenced the the school more broadly? Yes, I mean, we are about to launch our eco-schools programme where we are trying to get children to learn about the world, not necessarily just through going outside, but just to notice what what is happening in our world. So it might be that we're learning about, you know, um, biodiversity or recycling or looking after the planet in other ways. Uh, so we're trying to incorporate that across the whole school and yet it's something that we're just about to launch so it's it's still to be continued. That's great to hear how this brilliantly valuable thinking 
is having such an impact more broadly on the children and on the life of the school. Now at Falcons Pre-Prep, I know from reception age onwards, we're dealing with boys, but then at this early years stage, girls and boys are learning together. What's your take on that, Leanne, and the, the learning styles of boys, girls, and why maybe at that stage, the boys and girls are learning together? You know, in the early years, there really isn't a difference in how, how they learn at that age. They, they're not aware of, of boys and girls at that age yet, uh, and their play is very neutral. So, you know, there's no stigma around boys do this and girls do that in an early years classroom. It's, it's everybody can do any activity they choose. So you've told us quite a lot about your career, about your philosophy, the way you approach this idea of outdoor learning. Is there a particular highlight that you've got in mind, Leanne, of when you've really thought, this is working well, this is why I got into teaching? Yes, you know, I thought about it. And uh, when I think really back on on my career, which maybe has been the last 15 years, it brings me right back to, to now, really, where the small things, it's the simple things that you see in the children. So it's not the great certificates that you get or the, the degrees that you get, but it's that that day when a child does something for the first time and the smile on their face and it, you know you know that you've helped that child get to that point. That to me is, is the highlight of my day or my career. Of course. And what sort of thing have the children told you? What do the children say to you? Uh, what do the children say to their parents, to their other teachers about outdoor learning, about what it's like learning with Mrs. Benida? Well, a lot of parents tell us that they would like, the children say they would like to come to school on the weekends. Uh, so, so we take that as a good sign um, that they really enjoy their day at school. But, you know, I definitely know that I've had lots of feedback from parents about their, their children's time where at Forest School and they look back on it when I pass them in the corridors and they're in year two and they look at me and say, oh, I remember when we went with you to Forest School in the minivan and um, we you know, collected rocks or we climbed a tree or it's a, it's a, it's a time where they look back and, and remember me and that's usually what they remember me for. How does that feel when, when you hear that? that? That must be so satisfying to know that your work is being appreciated like that. Oh, absolutely. Yes, it's lovely to know that you've made an impact to that little child. And although you, you maybe saw them three years ago, they still remember that moment where it had a big impact to them. So it's, it is a really rewarding time, yes. It sounds like if children are going home and saying to their parents, I want to do this kind of thing at the weekend, I want to explore more, I want to have more adventures in the outside, it sounds really satisfying to you to know that your impact, your influence on these children is is so powerful and so Definitely. healthy. Definitely. I think now in a world where, you know, we've all heard this word uh, nature deficit disorder, um, not that it's a real medical term, but it, it is a term that was created by by a man who wrote a a book about children in the woods and it is about you know we've forgotten how to be in nature we've forgotten how to go outside where the world is so busy we live in a big city and so if we can we can encourage parents and if we can promote that they go outside and enjoy being outside with their families just you know for one or two children then we've made a difference. Leanne, is this a modern dilemma? This idea that you mentioned nature deficit disorder there, this idea that it's something we need to pay particular attention to, we need to consciously bring back into children's lives, children's development. Is it a new problem we're facing? How long has this sort of discussion been going on? So in 2005, uh, someone called Richard Louvre, he wrote a book called The Last Child in the Woods. And he was the one who, who came up with this term nature deficit disorder. 
And so again, I say it's not a medical condition, but it is something that we've heard a lot of people speak about. Um, something made me laugh the other day when when they said most children learn about nature now through David Attenborough on TV. So uh, it, it is true that we aren't spending as much time outside. And I think one good thing from the, the pandemic was that it did make people get outside. I'm just hoping that that continues and that people stay, you know, stay, stay connected to nature like they were over the last 12 months. Do you think this positive trend is something that's being shared across schools, across the whole of education in this country? Yes, so forest school really took off in England over the last, I'd say, the last 10 years. And you're starting to see a lot more completely outdoor nurseries, uh, you know, like you would find in Scandinavia. There's some, you know, there's some amazing facilities in England that are popping up. But I think as long as every, every school or every setting tries to implement some sort of outdoor learning with their children, then you are making a difference. You are encouraging children who might not normally go outside or children who live in flats or uh, maybe don't really have access to the outdoor space or you know, maybe, they're with, uh, maybe their parents have work all day and they don't have time to take the children outside. Um, it's just making sure that there are there are times uh, where, where children do have the option to go outside and to play. So Leanne, if you had an opportunity to give a parent one piece of advice that would really help their young child at that important stage in their development, what might that piece of advice be? The, the most important thing I can say to parents uh, of children in the early years is just to slow down, to enjoy the time don't try and rush into anything you know reading and writing they're very important but it will come your your child will learn to read they they will learn to write but they will never be two years old again and they'll never be three years old again so enjoy the time that you have with them i love that slow down as a as a piece of advice absolutely i think we could all learn lots from that couldn't we whether we're parents children or in life in general slow down i think we've got lots to lots to think on there leanne bonita who's head of early years at Falcons Pre-Prep. It's been really good speaking to you, learning about your role at the school, and importantly, learning about outdoor learning and how that philosophy seems to be having such a positive effect on the children who you, you come into contact with. Thank you, Clive. Thanks so much for having me. So that was Leanne Benida, head of early years at Falcons Pre-Prep. Thank you, Leanne, for coming on to this episode of the school's new podcast. To find out more, check out the school website, falconschiswick.co.uk. Now, our next episode is coming out soon, but in the meantime, thank you for listening to this one. Don't forget to follow or subscribe so you can stay in touch, and we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.